And we are live for another episode of the Brown Water Banter Podcast. I am Jared Seymour. My name is Joey Cates. And we're on the backside of the 100th episode, baby. We're going to roll right on through to the uh, the triple digits like we've been doing. we got a great show for you tonight. We're going to be talking to the guys that absolutely destroyed the Swordfish record at this year's Billfish Classic. Uh, they're going to talk to us about the trip. Uh, they were cut. We we're going over it before we went live. It's a, it's a pretty killer story. You're going to want to hear this, man. It was, it's a nail biter for sure. Before we jump into that, though, we want to uh, we want to mention our sponsors. First one right out the gate. Southern Magnolia Smiles, man. They're the one who's been with us for a while now. That's Dr. Robbie Williams right there. If you're in the area, Ocean Springs, Biloxi, Gulfport, hell, if you're in Mobile or New Orleans, you want to make a drive, come over here to Southern Magnolia Smiles and check them out. They're on Washington Avenue in Ocean Springs. They're on all the social platforms at Southern Magnolia Smiles. If you want to give them a call on the landline, it's 228-215-1202 or hit them up on their website at southernmagnoliasmiles.com, man. Uh, we do appreciate his support. And secondly, we have Jesse uh, over at Hill Tree Marketing. This is Jesse right here with the uh, with the blue shirt on with his arms crossed right here. He's uh, he's the team lead man. And he's here's the team that he's put together here. If you're looking for web design, IT work, um, videography, cinematography, aerial cinematography, if you're looking to get a website built, whether you're just for your personal use or for your small business, they're local and they do a great job. Go over to hilltreemarketing.com and check out uh, the websites that he's done. Or like we keep saying, go to our website, brownwaterbanter.com. He did he did our website, did a complete revamp. We love it. We couldn't be yeah. happier with it. And what we couldn't be happier with working with him too. Super great guy to work with. Um, all of our sponsors, man, we, we, uh, we actually use them. We're not just sponsors of the show. So can't say We're anything good about well. That's right. That's right. So let's bring these gentlemen in here, man, and let's start talking uh, the state swordfish record. So I'm going to bring them right in here. Gentlemen, how are y'all doing today, man? Doing well, man. Appreciate it. What's going on, guys? Just uh, out, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, so tell us, uh, Joey and I, we're, we're talking, uh, we were down there at the Billfish Classic this year, but that's a long way in, man. That thing takes takes a minute. We got uh, we Joey live streamed a good bit of it. We got some killer photos, but unfortunately, we left before y'all made it in. And and I'm hearing a little bit of the backstory about maybe why that was. It was kind of a nail biter there uh, to beat the clock. So so tell us about the uh, the fishing trip. Tell us about the the state record swordfish, man. I mean, that's got to be an awesome feeling pulling something like that in at a tournament like that definitely man it's uh it's an incredible uh, incredible accomplishment for our team um you know it, it just that whole trip we stayed on the boat for two nights it was three days fishing trip we checked out at um 11 a.m thursday we went about 400 miles west of uh of biloxi so basically the first day was all travel you know um we got got to the spot about about 7 p.m. Thursday evening. So once we got there, um, we had done some pre-fishing over in that area before. We caught some nice fish, but sword fishing is different, man. You just never know, you know. So we went over there, um, made a couple drops, and we weren't getting much. I have a 3K transducer, so it's a game changer in swordfish. What used to, you can't mark the bottom. We mark swordfish, bait, all kind of different things that you're looking for, thermoclines that you're looking for when you're sword fishing. So when we got over there, it looked good on the chart, but it wasn't fishy 
if you know what I'm saying. We weren't marking too many fish. It wasn't wasn't too good. But by that time, I mean, we just kind of had to stick it out over there for a little while. So, um, you know, we stayed the night over there. And uh, we put a few lines out overnight. I think we caught one pup. It wasn't too much action. Um, next morning, we woke up. We made a move about 50 miles back east from that area. Um, we got in a, a nice school of fish, but it wasn't that. We were we were pretty comfortable with the 300-pound fish winning this tournament. You know, we yeah. knew it was going to take. Um, we didn't set out to just be first place. We set out to break the state record. You know, I do charters in Venice, Louisiana. I had been sword fishing a, a good little bit. So we, we got the swordfish dialed in pretty good. But um, we're going against the best anglers around the country. So it's 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 never a given, you know. Um, so, you know, we got into a nice school of fish. That total trip, we went 9 for 11 on swordfish. Isn't that right, Mitch? Yep. 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 9 so, for so- 11. So Donnie, um, you're, you're you're the captain of Tails Up, right? And then correct. Mitch was fishing with you. He was part of the crew that day for the uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast Billfish Classic, correct? Yes. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to paint the picture for those who don't, who don't understand what's going on right now. Yep. <laughs> yep. Me and Mitch have been fishing tournaments together for a while. We actually grew up fishing um, kingfish tournaments together. You know, we were on separate teams, but we we were always in the same age group. So we have, we've been knowing each other for a long time and, um, he's fished a couple of these big tournaments with me, but finally we got that signature first place swordfish jackpot win and it's no, no better feeling guys. I can tell you that. Oh yeah. Yeah. No doubt. no doubt. So you fish, y'all fish, um, a contender, right? We were talking earlier and you fish contender, yep, 30, boat, 39 contender, 2021, uh, trip 425 Yamaha four strokes on it. And, and what's crazy is that's considered a small boat in this yeah. tournament. Correct? Oh, definitely. And it's oh, also, yeah. you know, a center console also, right. you know, and, um, you know, center consoles are nice, but to stay two nights and three days on it and in, in the middle of summer <laughs> is a challenge, you know, for sure. You got to so, earn it for real. Well, you got to earn it on that. Exactly. You know, we're luckily we brought a nice little barbecue pit. So we were grilling steaks and eating good, but, you know, we weren't out the elements, you know, we were sleeping on beanbags and not really sleeping more like power naps just to get some energy, you know? So it, you got to bleed it, man. You got to love it. You got to want it. it. It's, it's a lot that goes into this that people don't see behind the scenes, you know? Yeah. It's, it's easy to walk in that AC cabin and, and take a nap for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what that, is that? Uh, or actually go sit down on an actual toilet. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you got to jump overboard and find a five-gallon bucket for sure. Yeah, we 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 roll with yep. the bucket out there. <laughs> been there, I've been there once or twice on the bucket. <laughs> yeah, tough. you got to do what you got to do. You know, what's what what is an advantage in this tournament of those little center console? Say little, it's thirty-nine foot boat. But what's a, the advantage of having that center console out there compared to that big sports fisherman that's rolling? I mean, speed's well, probably got to be one of it, right? Right. Speed, speed is definitely one of them. Um, you know, fuel, those boats, those cabin cruises, they don't have to stop and refuel. You know, they, they got, they hold a a bunch of fuel. So I would say speed and distance is our two advantages, you know, but really, I I mean, it's really not that much of an advantage when you think about it, you know, because we're in the elements all the time and it's just, it's tougher. Yeah, and it's it's hard to think of a thirty nine foot boat being the small guy. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Tell us, uh, tell us about when the fish gets hooked on, man. Tell us about the fight, how long it took. Like, I, that's the part I want to hear, man. Oh, man. All right. So, all right. So, Friday, it wasn't until Friday, uh, about midday when we made a move to this spot. You know, we, we kept catching like a 130, a 150, but, you know, we, we bagged one of them. Um, it, but we weren't confident in those fish. You know, it wasn't until we got to this last spot where I was marking bait. The edges were good. The thermocline was good. Everything we're looking for, sword fishing. Well, we dropped down and we hook a monster. I mean, he was probably 280, 290, one of my biggest swords. Um, he came up on the surface. He was cutting through the water. He was, you know, we got a good look at him. Well, after a three and a half hour battle, we pulled the hooks on that fish. Oh, no. Yep. So... You know, Damn. we get three and a half hours. We go, we go reset, same spot. We drop down again. It wasn't that insta bite. Another like 260, man. Came up on the surface. He was jumping, came up to the boat. We were like, all right, we got to capitalize on this fish. Well, we fought that fish right at two hours, pulled the hooks on that fish when it sounded. So mm. by this time, morale's pretty low on the boat. You know, um, yeah. we're. we're we're kind of disgusted. We're, we're saying, man, did we blow our opportunity on these fish? You know, we're kind of debating, do we go in and get fuel? Do we come out? Well, really going in and getting fuel didn't make sense at the time because we were so far away. You know, um, we were tired, you know, a, a lot of factors. So we all decided as a group, you know, we took, discussed it as a team, what were we going to do? Um, so we stayed out there. We put lines out that night. I think we caught like two smaller fish. You know, nothing that we were looking for. We released those two fish. The next morning, we were we were confident in that was going to be our time to shine. You know, we were in a spot that we found some 200-plus fish, pound-class fish. Um, so we set up that next morning. We made a drop, first drop, 130, just like that. So we're like, all right, here we go again. Well, we reset, and the next drop, boom, this fish hits, and uh we just knew it was a special one, you know, um, he was pulling drag, you know, the bigger swordfish, they don't, they kind of sit on the bottom, like you're snagged on the bottom for a little bit. And then they come up to the surface. So this fish, we were very confident was a big fish. We thought maybe, you know, uh, it would be a two, three, three, four hour fight, you know, top. So we had figured that time we hooked this fish at 7am Saturday morning. We had to be in, to the dock by 6 p.m. that day so you know we were thinking all right everything's got to go right so we're about two and a half hours in on this fish and uh it hasn't budged yet man you know we got the we got the let off it was just digging in digging in digging in i'm in the harness it's a five-hour battle man stand-up gear no you know <laughs> it's no fighting chairs. It's you're in a stand up gear. And for I was in it for five hours. You know, normally I'm the captain. I don't get to catch yeah. a lot of fish. You know, so it, it was pretty cool to to you know, I had my dad, Don Senior. I grew up fishing with him. Um, so he was driving because you always have to have a guy on the wheel on these type of fish. They are constantly right. moving, they don't just come right in. It's not a tuna that just sits down there and circles and circles like that. You know, these fish are coming up to the surface, jumping, moving around, charging the engines. This It's a very challenging fish to catch. So we're about three hours in, man. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting pretty tired. You know, my legs are getting numb, all of that. Um, But 
you know, I kept thinking, man, this is, this is a fish of a lifetime, you know? And every time, you know, I was getting tired, I was thinking about my family, like how, how could this change for my business? How could this change for my family? You know, all the things that push you, push me mentally as a person. So it would just give me enough to just, all right, you got to grind it out. Donnie, pour some Gatorade on me, pour some water on me. Just keep me going. You know, um, these fish, it's a marathon, not a sprint is like I describe it to my customers. You don't just go all out. You got to save yourself, pace yourself and just keep on grinding, you know? Um, so we're about three hours in We're we're, <laughs> we're, we're getting kind of antsy, man. Like, all right, you know, because this, this fish, we're either going to get it or not. So we had to, we calculated that we need to leave the spot we were at by 11 a.m. Okay. So it's, it comes about 10, 15. Um, we're still not even close on this fish. You know, um, it's going back to the bottom. It's coming up. It's going back to the bottom. We gain a little bit. He'd go back down. We gain a little bit. He'd go back down. And it was literally tug of war for hours. You know, finally, um, I just kept bumping the drag up on them. Usually these swordfish, I don't like to fight them more than 15 pounds of drag. But by this time we had figured if we don't put some more drag on this fish, it's not going to matter. You know, this is going to be all for nothing. So, um, we bumped it up, we bumped it up. And finally I started, I put everything I got in that last hour. I just got down on my, you know, put all my weight into this fish and just kept inching them up, inching them up, inching them up. And, um, you know, finally, I think it was close to 12 o'clock. We, uh, we stuck a gaff in her and, um, it was an absolute super stud, man. Just, just the feeling of getting it to the surface to see this monster swordfish pop up, um, you know, to get a gaff in her, to get another gaff in her, to get a third gaff in her, to get a tail rope on her. Well, that was just half the battle. You know, we didn't even have time to take pictures of this fish or anything like that. We had to figure a way of our five man crew to get this big fish in the boat. And we really didn't have time to think we, we iced this fish down running 50 miles plus hour, 50 miles per hour. in. I mean, it was just crazy. You know, we didn't even have time to think like, what did we just accomplish? You know, all we were thinking of, are we going to make the scales, you know, cause we were already yeah. an hour behind on the time that we had figured we needed to leave by. Yeah. That's so that's, so that's just the first problem though, right? Yeah. So you're an hour over, you're an that's hour over. Exactly. That's just the first problem. Well, we were far away and, um, you know, I hadn't calculated, I calculated the fuel, but I hadn't calculated needed to run so hard on the right. way in to get there. So what normally, you know, I'll get maybe a mile 0.9 to the gallon. We were sucking 0.7 for almost 200 miles. So that took, you know, 50 gallons out my fuel supply. So by that time, you know, I had to slow down a little bit. You know, we just had to. Um, I was about to say, so you, you had to throttle down, I'm guessing. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting there watching. I'm driving the whole time and I'm thinking, all right, I'm 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 looking at the fuel bars and I'm, I'm just cal- trying to calculate all this out. And man, it's just not adding up. I kept, I told Mitch, I'm like, dude, we're going to be very close, man, if we make it, you know, we're going to make it by five, maybe 10 gallons, if that, you know, so I throttled down and and got 0.9. We cruised down to 45 because we knew we were decent on time, but we wouldn't have been decent if we ran out of fuel. You know what I'm saying? So we decided, all right, well, we get about three miles outside the pass and all of a sudden the engines start missing. 
bum, 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 you know? So we come, we come to a halt, complete halt. The, my bigs were three miles outside of Red Pass, and then it's another seven miles up Red Pass to where you get fuel. Well, you know, by that time, I, I'm d- doubting this whole situation. Are we really going to make it? You know, is this all for nothing? Um, so, you know, I get the guys on the front of the boat, and I had saved nine gallons of fuel in my starboard reserve tank. You know, I shut that tank off a little early because I kind of said, all right, if we run out of fuel, at least I'll have this reserve to get up red pads. Well, sure enough, man, I opened that up. That light was blinking, but it, it just started blinking. So I, when it starts blinking, I have 10 gallons left. Well, I shut it off with nine gallons left. So we had seven, about 10 miles to go with nine gallons of fuel. I put everybody in the front of the boat. We went up Red Pass at 30 miles per hour, getting a gallon per mile. If not, we would have never made it. We limped into Venice Marina, which isn't my home marina, but it's actually a mile, about a mile closer than Cypress Cove Marina. Yeah. So, you know, we, we got in there, man. We were, I mean, we must have got in there on fumes. You know, it's it's just everything had to go right for us that day. If we, if it would have been rough that day, we wouldn't have made it. You know, if we would have burned one more gallon of fuel, than we had calculated, we wouldn't have made it. So, you know, we had a lot of things went in our favor and it's just a great thing to accomplish that, you know? So, you know, long story short, we pull into Venice Marina. We get some good friends. Yep. Yep. And then we pull into Venice Marina. We for some good friends at the dock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yep, we pull into Venice Marina. Um, We get a quick, yeah, 160 gallons of fuel, but they had a line um, to get fuel, you know? So I explained to one of my buddies kind of what was going on, showed him the swordfish that we were pressed for time. Well, he let us go ahead of him. He not only let us go ahead of him, he also gave us his fuel pump. So instead of one fuel pump, we were pumping two at the same time. You know, um, we got a quick 160 gallons in about 10 to 15 minutes, and we were gone to Biloxi. Yeah. Yeah, so to paint the picture for those that don't know, y'all left out of Venice, straight south, went sword fishing. Y'all are how how, how far offshore? Uh, Probably about 200 miles. So 200 miles. So Yeah, it wasn't just south. It was southwest now. Yeah. Okay, so you run – 200 miles back to the Mississippi River, jump up the Mississippi River, grab fuel, and now you got to make it to Biloxi in Which, two out two or three hours, right? Yep, two and a half hours. That's another 90 miles, you know, not even two and a half hours. It was about, we had about two hours left, you know? So, I mean, Y'all one mechanical crazy. issue arises, anything like that, you know, yeah. uh, we're, we don't make it. So, you know, it's just a great story. What yeah, what's absolutely. what's the what's the mood like on the boat after you get the fuel? Because that had to be a bit of a morale boost right there, right? You're like, oh, okay, sure. we're back in the game again. Now it's just <laughs> a mathematical equation. Can we get to Biloxi in time? Right? Exactly. Well, you know, I started believing it once we got fuel. You right. know, um, yeah. I was just like, man, everybody sit back. We're gonna run this sucker wide open to Biloxi. You know, <laughs> and uh, we we ran that new contender. If it wouldn't have been for the contender in the 425s, we would have never made it, you know? Ran it wide open to Biloxi, and we made it with eight minutes to spare. Ooh, ooh. Oh, y'all yeah. had plenty of time. 
Yeah, yeah, way more than enough. Sat in line. Sat in. Well, we got there. We got there five minutes. I mean, uh, eight minutes to six. Well, we didn't weigh that fish till right after ten at night. You know. Right. Yep. We. But the time we got there, man, it we we all started becoming believers. I mean, I fished a while, so I got a good idea of you know what a three hundred pound fish looks like, and um, I knew this one was three hundred. I'm gonna flash it on the screen for people watching. Uh, this this is what he's talking about, man. This is them when they made it in right there. I mean, it's one thing to be there and see that live and see that fish, but not knowing the backstory on it, you know that that adds that whole other layer to uh, to the smiles that's on y'all's face right there. And if I'm <laughs> looking at it right, that's three oh nine point nine. Is that what I'm seeing in the in the photo? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Three oh nine point. We were there earlier, and Robbie told me, he said, there's a big one coming in, but he didn't tell me if it was either, a, you know, a marlin or a swordfish. Right. And then we, when we left, the, that 700-pound marlin came in. I thought that was it. So we go to Jared's house, and all of a sudden, y'all pull up with that. And Jared actually was like, I, it's a, that's, that's a marlin. And we, we got confused because it was it, when you pulled it out of the bag, it was so big. It looked like a daggum, you know, it looked like a marlin almost. Oh yeah, that, that 309. I was like, that's a swordfish. I was like, that's a state record. It's got to be a state record. And when I <laughs> hung it, I was like, yeah, that's it. Well, yeah. And, and once we figured out, like Joey's saying, it was a sword. The first thing when I read about it, that it was uh, that it was the state record. And then I know, you know, the end. What, what was the previous state record? Was it 240 something? 242, I believe. Yeah, okay. y'all smash it. So y'all, I mean, technically y'all would have caught without knowing three fish that day that probably would have broke the record. We would have been first, second, and third in this tournament. Yeah. So if you say yeah. the first two that y'all hooked was 260, 280 round, I mean, y'all would have been first, second, there. Yeah. first, second, and third, you know? Yeah. The, the first thing that hit my mind, though, was is usually when somebody breaks a state record, they don't destroy it like y'all did. And so me, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not, I've never been sword fishing before in my life. And I wondered what was the, what was the reason why there was such, so much of an increase there? And, questions like is it because not a lot of people fish swordfish from biloxi miss from the state of mississippi or is it because of that tournament being so big and having guys like you attracted that to that tournament to come fish it that that made it uh, you know what what's the answer to that i would say that sword fishing it, it's getting more popular all around but it isn't as popular as it is in louisiana you know okay. we have you know um so that tournament, putting that bounty on that state record swordfish, that attracted a lot of great sword fishermen to Biloxi to try to break that record, you know, and that kind of puts a target on that to to break it. And, and I think that's the reason why. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That makes so, a lot I of mean, sense. Ex Mitch, I, I know you've been cutting out. You got a little internet connection, but explain to us, I mean, <laughs> what, what, what depths are we going for these swordfish? It's not like going running behind the islands. We got to go way out. Two hundred miles from Venice is a haul. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean we we were fishing. I think the shallowest we fished the whole time we were out there was twelve hundred foot. Other than that, we yep. were in fifteen to eighteen hundred foot of water. Yep. Yeah, and Lord. you know most of most of the guys who swordfish, you know, Donnie's probably the only one I know on his charters that don't use electric. And it's, you know, it's all hand cranked. Right. You you really got to earn it. Yep. Yeah. Usually when you're deep dropping, you're hooked up to electric reel. I mean, electric reel and you just hit a button and, you know what I'm saying? But y'all manned up, suited up and got it in 
by yourself. <laughs> yep. Hand crank is, is a different animal, right. you know. Um, it's not for everybody, but, you know, my view is, you know, I grew up fishing with a captain who, who honored hand crank very seriously. You know, he said, these fish are special fish that you need to catch them on manual gear. And I kind of based my, my whole principle on that, you know, and, um, it's just more, you can feel the fish. You can do a lot of different things than just pressing a button. You know, yeah. that's why hand crank is special. Also for charters, you know, you have a group of five people, five people can fight that fish hand cranking, you know, you couldn't do that for the tournament, but right. for, for charters, it's perfect. You know, you get if one swordfish, you get five guys to crank on that. I mean, that's, that's special. That's something they'll never forget, you know? Yeah. So right. co correct me if I'm wrong. If it's a state record, the person who hooked it has to catch it. Is that, you can't hand it, it off or anything like that. Exactly. Right? It has to be yeah. a manual gear. You cannot pass the rod and it has to be hand crank and stand up gear for a state record and for a, a big tournament like that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a crazy story, man. That is Mick, awesome. Mick, what, what was it like watching him fight that fish, that big fish for that long? Ooh. Tell, Give us some details on that. Man, I'm gonna tell you when we when we first hooked that fish, and Donnie got settled in, we got the harness on him. You know, like Donnie said, we were thinking it was gonna be you know a little two hour, three hour battle. You know, but little right, the man, two hour battle. Yeah. Hour, <laughs> <That's... it's... laughs> after that, after that third hour, it was you know I was sitting there pouring water and Gatorade down his throat while he's fighting <laughs> fish and. I'd, I'd go sit down for a minute and try and get out of the sun because, I mean, the sun was just beating on us at that time. You yeah. Know, we literally had a little fan that we had took on the boat, and we set it up to where it was blowing on Donnie just to try and keep him cooled down. <laughs> you know, because he so, was so, – he was, so uh, for those three, When he got done, those, he was shaking. Yeah. <laughs> those three yeah. or four hours, y'all are – the rest of the crew is just a cheerleader, right? Y'all are just trying yeah. to get him to what, do whatever he needs to do to get comfortable. Yep. Well, here's That's the it. deal on those, That's it. on those, yeah, on them other fish. I would always say, all right, Mitch, get get a shot of these fish, man. Get a picture of that rod bin. Well, this one, I was like, all right, Mitch, get a picture. He's like, no, we're not gonna do that this time, man. We're gonna because the last time we kept pulling the hook, so we're just we're gonna. And I was like, all right, that's a good idea. So we didn't take any pictures, you know, of that, and we just we just waited it out, and, and we got it in the boat. This one, you know, man. yeah. That's a great story, guys. Like I say, yeah, just yeah. seeing the fish is one thing, but hearing the story behind it, I can't, I hope I, we're going to tag the billfish people and hopefully to everybody. I want them to hear hear that story because that yeah. adds a whole other element to it. That's killer. Um, what know, else? What is, I'm gonna give. I want to give Donnie a shout out just for the simple fact, you know, if anybody wants to go catch a big fish, you just got to look that man up because I promise you he'll put you on some fish. And what I, you know, that, I told him we fished this tournament. To I wanted to catch my first swordfish and I wanted to yeah. do it the right way and stand up and hand crank. And he put me on him. And I, you know, I thought a 150 pounder was going to kill me, but I can, I, you know, after he brought that 309 and I kind of felt like a little punk. <laughs> but <laughs> that was my yeah. next question. I was going to ask Donnie, what, what has your business been like after you caught the state record? I mean, as people come down and say, Hey man, put me on that fish. Yep. Yep. We, you know, um, we went from fishing, you know, four or five days a week to six to seven now, you know, we're full time, man. And, uh, it's, it's a great feeling and it's, it's, you know, 
uh, a fish like that can change business for the better, you know? Absolutely. Is, are you are you specializing in swordfish now? I'm assuming because you probably that's probably the, the request that you're getting, right? Or, or yep, I'd say I'm about 60 40 with yellowfin tuna and swordfish. You know, those are our two. That's what Venice is known for is yellowfin tuna and swordfish. And yellowfin tuna and swordfish are two bucket list items for I'd say 98 out of 100 people. You know. Yeah. Yep, for sure, for sure. Give and us the, uh, give us the backstory on Tails Up, though, man. How did how did that? You know, just a quick version so people that are watching this can can know. Like, how'd you get the whole company started? Yep. Well, it's actually a, a pretty cool story, man. You know, uh, I grew up with some friends, and um, we were actually at a at a bar one night back in back in my college days, man. And um, you know, I had fished my whole life, and uh, one of my buddies, I just give a shout out, Jordan Corona. He came up with, uh, he came up, he said, man, dude, you know, what would be a great name for your business is tails up charters. And I was like, dude, that, you know, that that's awesome, man. Because it's, you know, when you hang big fish up, you hang them by the tail, right. you know? So that's, that had me sold like right there, you know, it's just, and you could do the hand sign, you know, the tails up right there. So it's just a bunch of different things go with it. It's catchy. So in 2013, you know, I LLC'd it and, and just started building it, man. And, um, you know, it a lot of blood, sweat and tears went into this business before it really. It takes a good three to five years to get started in the charter business before you're respected as a captain. Number one, you have the clientele that you need to do it full time and um, that you have really a, a information and grasp on fishing, just the fishing knowledge, you know, um, a lot of people want to be a captain, but not everybody wants to put in the work to get there, you right. know, and, and it takes a lot of time away from your family. A lot of time, um, you know, boat maintenance, taking care of your gear, that that all has to be a part of it. You know, we go fishing, we do a day of prep before and a day of prep after, man. People just see the part of going on a boat. It's a lot of work behind the scenes that people don't see. You know, and that's that's what I'm grateful for is I, I grew up with my dad fishing and he taught me he's very mechanical. You know, he taught me a lot about how to fix things, how to do a lot of things to become independent on myself to where I'm not depending on other people. He taught me hard work, business, business ethics, you know, all of that stuff that it takes, you know, and, and I'm grateful for that. I really am. Yeah. That's awesome, man. There it is. Yeah, well, tell us about that payout, man. We want to hear that payout because I know it was good. <laughs> yep, it was. Uh, man, we're still waiting to get paid, dude. We're. <laughs> it was a good Whoa. payout. You know, we took a good picture with the check and everything, but um, everything had to clear. It's an insurance company payout, so yeah. um, it it should be coming pretty soon. You know, very soon. That's going to help awesome. your business tremendously. I'm guessing. Definitely, you know, I can I can afford to buy maybe a reel or two and and some nice <laughs> rod, you know. But um, most, yeah, most of that's going to go. You know, the time we divide it up between the crew and everything, you know, it's it's not the whole amount, man. You know, but yeah. it's 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 a little more than each of us had, so that that that'll work. Oh, you know. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Gentlemen, man, we appreciate y'all jumping on here with us this evening. That's a great story. Uh, I hope everybody that's uh, watching and listening on the replay there enjoyed it because uh, that's a nail biter. That's yeah. a nail biter for sure. And I'm glad oh, it turned yeah. out the way it did. Yeah, I, I appreciate I was you. Having it, yeah. 
Yep, for sure, gentlemen. Well, yep. look, y'all have y'all have a great evening. And uh, what's what's the plans for the future? I'm sure people can hit you up. You're on uh, Facebook, Instagram, right? Tails up. Just look yep. look it up. Facebook, Instagram, man. Tails up uh, offshore fishing charters. You know, um, my website is tailsupoffshore.com. My phone number is 504-313-8339. Um, whatever you guys are looking to do, man, we kind of cater to whatever type of fish y'all want to catch. You know, you can hit us up. We're blessed down here in Venice where we can catch in pretty much anything you put your mind to. If it's in season and, and we're able to do it, we, we will we will make it happen for you guys. So, you know, give us a like or hit us up, man. And, and I'm always my phone's always open, man. Reach out if you have any questions. I want people to learn, you know, yeah. so that's important, man. Y'all got y'all's got your sights set on next year's tournament. Uh, yeah, if they if they have the swordfish bounty. Tails up will be a part of it for sure. If not, we'll fish yellowfin tuna. You know, that's a that's another big draw for the Billfish Classic. And we're we're really confident in our ye- live baiting for yellowfin tuna. So if they don't have the swordfish, because what I'm hearing is since the bounty was broken, that's kind of gonna be the end of it, you know? Um and plus a three hundred and nine pounder is gonna gonna be pretty tough to beat now. It's not like a two forty, you know, one over yeah. three hundred in the Gulf is is a real big fish. Yeah, you scared you scared them. You broke those insurance people in half. They don't like yeah, that. You're gonna still have help for a while for sure. They like They've they been like taking all our head. money for years, man. Yeah, <laughs> no shit. Yeah, they don't like to pay out on the other end. Yeah, yeah. All right, but guys. They, y'all have a good evening, man. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate you guys it, having us on, man. Right, if y'all are down in the Venice area, check us out, man. We'll we'll be happy to take y'all fishing and do something with it. We'll cool, do, man. man. We'll do. Appreciate it. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thank you guys. Take it easy. Well, that was Please. a uh, that was killer, man. I hope y'all enjoyed that. Uh, Dude, that's a nail biter. Sitting there, I was no, no I, shit. I, I, we've I've been there, but in way smaller tournaments on way smaller payouts. But I couldn't imagine with that money on the line and all that the the money they put into it just to get in there and have that fish in the boat and be eight. What did you say? Six minutes? Eight minutes to the dock? Holy crap! Fifty-two, I think. Yeah, eight minutes to spare. Yeah, oh. that's 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 tough there, and. I want to reiterate for people that are listening, the fishermen out there know, but what did he say? Five hours of fighting that fish? That is a, that's a long time. That is a long time. So go out, go out in your backyard or next time you go fishing (laughs) and take two, take 300 pounds and drop it to the bottom and just hang out and play with it for about five Yeah, drag it around your yard for for five hours with a rope and see how you feel, you know? But uh, he wanted it, man. He got it. He got it. He earned it. And he deserved it. So, yeah. uh, again, everybody, thanks for checking it out. We got a lot of cool stuff lined up. Joey's got a uh, we got a, a list of of people that we got to get back in touch with to get on the show. So, don't go anywhere. Make sure you're liking us on the socials, and we'll see you on the next one. Yep, y'all take it easy. Thanks so much for checking out the episode. Hope you dug it. If you're enjoying the show, make sure you're following us on all the social platforms. That's at Brownwater B, all one word. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, you name it, we're there. Be sure to check us out. And uh, if you're really enjoying the show and you want to be a supporter, man, jump over to brownwaterbanter.com. We have all kind of merch for sale. We have our uh, leather patch uh, Richardson 112 snapback hats. We've got T-shirts, dry fit hoodies, dry fit short sleeve, dry fit long sleeves, uh, cotton t-shirt so whatever you were looking for we got you covered there once again thanks so much for checking us out and uh, we'll see you on the next one brown water banter